Good morning, everybody. Guys are awake. That's nice. All right. So you guys having a good day so far? So good? Yeah. All right. Hey, my name is Nate Westerfield. If you're new to Great Oaks, I'm the creative arts pastor here on staff. It's so glad to be with you this morning. Also, for those joining us online, thank you for joining us online. Uh, glad we have the, the resource and the tools to make that happen. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, we have a host there. You can talk to them in the chat box. Um, but today we get to talk about uh, the generous life, living a, a generous life. Last week, uh, Pastor Chase opened up this sermon series uh, talking about money, what all pastors love to do, right? Let's talk about money. So if that's a joke, sarcasm, if you didn't get it. So, um, it, you know, you just hate asking people for money. So, but it's a biblical principle, so do it. So anyways, um, but today, here's, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about time, about how we spend our time, how to be generous with our time. And so if you know me, if you ever had a conversation with me for very long, or, or, or uh, uh, you could ask some of my friends, uh, since I'm a music guy uh, and I, I work in the music area industry here at church, um, every time we have a conversation, sometimes you'll notice that in, midst, in the midst of the conversation, I go to a song. There's a song in my head. And I may bust out and start singing that song, maybe the chorus or a, or a verse from that song. I just start singing it. Maybe it's a show tune. Maybe it's a popular song. Maybe it's a song you've never heard of. And you're like, what in the heck are you talking about, Nate? And, and so I have to connect the dots because that's just where my brain goes, right? Well, it made me think about songs in relation to time, right? And there's a lot of songs that are about time that we listen to. Here's, here's some that I, I pulled off, and I got a few texts after first, first service that I can maybe include those as well. So here, here, here's, here's the first one, Time in a Bottle by Jim Cro- Croce, right? Time in a Bottle. So that's a good one, right? You guys have heard that one? How about Fly Like an Eagle by the Steve Miller Band, right? Time keeps on slipping, 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 right? Right? If you know that song too well, maybe you lived in a certain generation. So... <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Time by Pink Floyd, right? Love the introduction. He has all those great introductions. You know, the song Money last week, he's got the change and all that stuff. And this song has actually got the clocks, ring, you know, clock, tick tock, tick tock, and had the grandfather clocks clicking the bells. And so a great song there. How about Time, a little bit for, for us people that were born in the 90s now, Time by Hootie and the Blowfish. Time, why you punish me, right? Right? Isn't it sad that originally he was a 90s rock star and now he's country music? Oh man, Steve's happy. <laughs> no, he's still a great artist. He's still a great artist. So, how about 100 Years by Five for Fighting? You guys heard that song? It's a great piano song. Got a great piano rift in it and just a, a song about life, living life for 100 years. How about for all you Christian couples who grew up and the uh, 90s, my wife and I included, I Will Be Here by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Remember that song? Right? A song about marriage and living life together, right? A couple other ones that came through is Who Am I by Casting Crowns. Dust in the Wind. I can't believe I forgot that one by Kansas, right? It's just a great tune um, to remind us that, you know what, we are but a mist. We are but a dust. And so today as we talk about time, being generous with our time, we can look to these songs, but these songs really more about love, right? About how we spend our time with a loved one, or maybe, or maybe a lost one, right? Or, or maybe love that's been lost, right? I think of Cindy Lauper, time after time, right? So, <laughs> right? So, so, so all the songs have to do with time, but in a different way. Today we're going to talk about how we use our time, 
the time that God's given us here on this earth, because the Bible is clear that it's here for a moment, it's gone in the next, right? But a mist, but a vapor. Reminds me of a favorite quote by an author named Harvey McKay, and he said this, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. I'll read that one more time. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. How true is that? It's the one thing that we're given free each day that we can spend it however we see fit, how we can use it, but we can't keep it and we lose it. How are you spending your time? How are we spending our time? Before we begin, before we open up God's words, I just want to take a moment here. Let's pray. And let's just ask God to open up our hearts and to speak to us the truths today about how we are spending our time, being generous our times. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, help us this morning as we take a look at your word and our time. Please help us to see where we can be generous with the seconds and minutes that you have given us each day. That we use our time to bring you glory and to help others as we point them to you. Amen. You know, um, Thursday and Friday, there was a, a beautiful lady that went home this week to be with the Lord. And her name was Jill Hicks. Right? I know there's some other losses as well, but in this building, the Hicks family celebrated the loss of their mother. That's not really a loss because she knew the Lord, right? It's really heaven's gain. It's our loss. But I got to hear in that service what kind of life that Jill lived. And I got to hear from Kevin and his brother Craig and then Pastor Dan, a youth, a friend that had grown up with Kevin and Craig as they were youth and how Jill would lead Bible studies in their homes and how Jill would speak to them and love on them and how Keith would never let them leave the house without a bear hug, right? Jill spent her time leading people to Jesus. She loved the Lord. If you ever knew Jill, she was always smiling. She was always happy. She always loved you no matter what she was going through. She was always speaking life into you. You were worth her time, no matter what was going on. It was a beautiful reminder of a life well lived for Jesus. And so today we're gonna gonna open up God's word. We're gonna open it up to Luke chapter 10. And we're gonna look at the parable of the good Samaritan. Now you're going like, wow, how does this have to do with time? I'll get there. I'll explain it to you a little bit. But what I want you to see is how we can apply this to our lives. So let's open up the word of God there. Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 25 through 37. If you have the Bible app on your phone, you can use that as well. It's on the screen, so you can also read it there. And let's begin there in verse 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, remember, he's a lawyer. 
He's going to go on the defense. Hey, I'm just going to make sure I'm doing this right. Said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Not the same side, the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Again, not the same side, the other side. There's reasons for that, why they did that. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, that he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three, this is Jesus asking the lawyer, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The lawyer responded, he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Now, what does this have to do with time? How we spend our time. How they spent their time. I think it's funny because in Sunday school, as kids, that first part is often left out, right? We just hear the parable of, of the three men, right? The priest, the Levite, and the Good Samaritan, right? Matter of fact, when we hear that phrase used today in social media or on the news, it all comes from the Bible, right? The Good Samaritan, you're being a good Samaritan, right? It's used a lot in, in our times. But what I really want us to look at is the questions the lawyer asked. I want us just to relook at those and just see how he phrased them and why he phrased them the way he did. The first question being this, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He got this one right, didn't he? He responded in the right way. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He got that one right. He knew that one. Then the second question being this, and who is my neighbor? Asking this question to justify himself. Remember, he's a lawyer. He wanted to defend his position. And so he wanted to know, who do you think my neighbor is? And Jesus explains who those neighbors are. Now, a little bit of history on the two men that Jesus talks about first, the priest and the Levite. So the priest and the Levite were from the same tribe in Israel, the Levites, okay? They were from the same tribe. Now, they probably had different roles. The priest actually served in the tabernacle, in the, in the temple. He actually did the duties of a priest, right? The other Levite probably worked within the tabernacle or outside the tabernacle taking care of the grounds or, 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 or helping with the food, whatever it was. But the Levites were all in charge of taking care of the sacrificial elements of the nation of Israel, okay? Now, why do they walk on the other side of the road? Well, here's a reason why. It's because of their duties... There were certain requirements based in the law that had they helped this man, they would have had to wash themselves clean. And it would have taken so long for them to do that. It would have taken them away from their jobs, from their duties. Okay? There's a reason why they did that. Now, does that mean that was still acceptable for them to do that? I think Jesus would say otherwise. But what I wanted us to look at is I think we can see in our own world today opportunities that we've had that maybe we've passed by. I want us to watch this video to see what happens, and maybe a circumstance you remember similar to what we're going to watch. Let's watch this. 
So this is from a clip from a church in Europe that did this, and there's more to it. But maybe you've been downtown Peoria, maybe been downtown Chicago, St. Louis, a big city. Maybe this has been something that you've seen before, you've walked by. Maybe you've thrown in a quarter or a dollar, or, or maybe you've done nothing. Maybe you, you took a second glance. If you watch it over and over again, you see that there's a lot of people that walk by they look, they take a second look. Even that elderly lady that kind of shuffles by, you, you kind of have a little bit of a hope for a second that maybe she's gonna, maybe she's gonna step in there and she's gonna help, but not even she does it, right? There's, everybody just keeps walking by. They just take a look, maybe a second look. Maybe they wonder. Maybe they even think inside, man, I, I, I should stop. I should, I, I can't. And I guarantee you most of the reasons why is because I don't have the time. I, I've got to be at work. I've got a lunch meeting I've got to attend, right? I've got to uh, actually get to the place I'm volunteering at. Matter of fact, the soup kitchen is waiting for me to get there. And yet this guy lays here and he needs help, right? Maybe I need to get to church or the food pantry or maybe somewhere I need to get to, right? My time is, is precious. I I don't have the time, because it's going to take time, right? It's not just a stop and, and see, are you doing okay? It's going to be more involved than that, right? It's going to be me actually probably getting him up and maybe taking him somewhere and, and then helping him get from there to maybe point A, point B, right? Helping that process. And so we stop. We don't do anything. It's just easier to walk on by because, right, time, although it's free to us, it's expensive for us to give. Do you guys agree with that? It's free, right? God gives it to us each morning, each day for free. He gives it to us, but it's expensive for us to give, at least in our minds. And I do realize that a lot of times, unfortunately in our world, especially in America, we walk by those guys sometimes because we have all these doubts, right, in our mind, like, Ah, uh, he's really rich, man. He's driving a Lamborghini. He just does this as a side job, right? 
right? We've heard those rumors right before. We've seen those people who have taken advantage of it. We see them out there over and over again. And no matter what you do for them, they still end up in the same spot, right? We've, we've, we've let those people at some times ruin how we should respond to the others. That's where we have to be in tune with God to hear what he have us to say, to find ways to help out in those, those ways that we can. See, once again, time, although it's free to us, it is expensive for us to give. So then Jesus continues on. He talks about the third man. And see, in this parable, what's funny about this third man is he's a Samaritan, right? Do you guys know what the Jews thought of Samaritans? They, were, they didn't think anything of them at all. Matter of fact, they thought they were down there with dogs, right? These are our enemies. These are bad people. These are not the right people. And see, we see two church people, a priest, right? And somebody who helps the priest. We see them walk on by. And here we see somebody who doesn't even, maybe even go to church, somebody that the Jews despise. We see him stop. And not only does he stop, but he binds the guy's wounds up, right? He, he cleans them and he binds them up. He puts them on his donkey and his horse, right? He, he takes them into the town. He gets him a room. He cares for him some more, right? He lets him stay the night. He watches over him overnight. And the next day he wakes up, makes sure the guy is okay. He continues to pay for the room and says, hey, when I come back in town, whatever's left, Whatever debt this guy has incurred, I'm going to pay it for him. Do you think the Good Samaritan had the time that day to maybe do all that? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was on to a business meeting. Maybe he was on to make a great deal, the deal of his life. And rather than doing that, he stopped, took the time, invested the time in another human being's life because he knew he needed help. What's that mean for us? What's that mean for us today? Because not like we see a lot of homeless guys down 116 every day, right? Just not something you happen to see where we live. Don't see it on the square in Washington. We don't see it in the square in Metamora. It's not something we see a lot of times. So how do we reconcile that? How do we give up our time to help people in need? How do we apply these principles, to be generous with the time that God has given us. And I, and I think there's three things I, I, I came up with that I think we can apply our lives to give God our time to serve people in need, to be generous with that time. First, as I think we need to take a good hard look at our lives and see how we are using or misusing our time. Have we had opportunities to help people when we let a crammed, scheduled uh, override the opportunity to be generous? Have we missed opportunities because we've been too busy? Like all the people walking by the homeless man that are checking their phones and living their lives, they missed an opportunity to be a blessing, to be generous to somebody in need. If you didn't see it, it was kind of hard to see in that video. He kept saying, help me, help me, help me. You know, it's really funny if you keep watching the video, and I cut it off intentionally, is they take a businessman dressed up in a suit and a tie. And before that guy even hits the ground, people are already around him. That's the sad reality in our world, is we've let 
prejudices and how we view people corrupt how we help people. So we cannot allow those opportunities to pass us by because we don't like how somebody looks. Second, we need to understand that the situations aren't always going to be this dire. They're not always going to be like the homeless man on the street that we pass by. Maybe it's your neighbor, their kids. They need somebody to watch them because their mom and dad have just been taken into the emergency room and they need you to step up. And it's an inconvenience. Man, you just got the kids down to bed and, and everything's going right and this happens. It's like, ah, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can't. No, we can. It's our opportunity to give love, to show love, to give our time to help them in a time of need. Maybe it's preparing some meals for those families who maybe have lost a job or are just down on their luck and just God hasn't opened up the right doors yet, but, but we continue to pray and we find ways to give them food. Maybe clothes. Maybe help pay the bills, right? We find ways to support them. Sometimes I think in America, we need just to let go of our pride and our arrogance and say, you know what? I need help. And take that help. Receive that help. Let that time that they're giving you be a blessing to you if you need that. We need to be generous in small ways too. Thirdly, we need to be sure to keep our eyes and hearts tuned into God to have more opportunities for us to be generous with our time. You know, right now with COVID, it's a bit crazy, right? You admit, it's a bit crazy. We're not sure which way we're going or coming sometimes. Who's doing what and who's not doing it? Masks or no masks, right? Or how, how do you like me? Can I shake your hand? Do you, do you mind that? Do you like a hug? I don't know. Nope. Do you like distance? That's fine. That's cool, right? It's just COVID. It's the world we live in, right? But now, more than ever, people need people. They need our time. We need their time. We need community. We need to help each other out. And oftentimes, I think nowadays, it's not money, it's not toys, it's not games, it's not anything. It's just relationships and time. I know my little son Hudson and my three boys, Parker and Camden, and Hudson, they're the three. Um, <laughs> I know they love our time. Our kids love our time. Our undivided attention on them. And we like our time too, with our spouse and with our friends. We like that time because it speaks value to us. Oftentimes more so than money or gifts we'll ever give. It's just that time that we have. I know Kevin and his brother Craig, they love the time they had with their mom. And as hard as it is to say goodbye, they know that she lived for them. She lived for the Lord first and she lived for them second. And that's what our kids need to know from us. That's not our job. It's not our hobby. It's not whatever else it is. It's them. It's God first and it's them second. And I'm a failure at this sometimes. 
but keeping that time in perspective, that we use it the right way. Maybe it's serving. Maybe, maybe you've been wanting to serve and you just haven't taken that next step and you just want to say, God, I, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to give some of my time to serve people. Maybe it's here at church. Maybe it's at a kingdom builder that we support, you know, Dream Center, Reclaimed Resale, or, or YFC, or all these different organizations we help. Maybe it's there that you need to step up and give some time to people that are outside your world to see the world in a different way. May not always agree, but you get to learn new people, meet new people, see people that God has created and learn how to minister to them. Maybe it's just a phone call. And like Dan said, a text message or a phone call. Dan's a big talker. He likes to talk more than text. So, which is fine. Me too. I prefer that over a text. You can ask people that know me. You text me, I'll usually call you right back. Uh-huh. But I think that's important for us to be reminded of is the fact that oftentimes that's all we need to do is text or give a phone call. My boys love to FaceTime. They, they just skip the phone call, right? It's either Snapchat or FaceTime, right? They want to see you. They want to see you. That's what this younger generation wants. They just want to see you. It's like God wants to see you. God wants to be with you. He wants to spend that time with you. See, time is expensive for us to give, but what a life we make by what we give. Now, I have to be honest, I stole that last part from Winston Churchill because it was really good. Time is expensive for us to give, but what a life we make by what we give. And that's not just the dollars we give. That is the time we give. Because we're not, we might be remembered for the money we give by a plaque on the wall, right? But more people remember you by what you did with them than they'll ever remember about what you gave and wrote a check for them. They still benefit from that, true. But man, when they know you, how much deeper does that go? When they know you, when they have had time invested in them by you, how much farther does that go? How much longer does that last? So what I want us to do this morning as we wrap up, what I really want us to do is just take a minute. I want all of us just to take some time ourselves here in this room to close our eyes, to think about how we spend our time me included, how we spend the minutes and the hours of each day and say, God, how can I see you, see the opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life? How can I see you in the day-to-day to make a difference with the time you've given me to invest in somebody else? because we all know that it's far better to give than receive. We've heard that said over and over again in our lives so many times. But yeah, how hard is it for us to practice that? Because we like getting, right? I'm guilty of that, iPhone 12, right? So, (laughs) we like our gadgets or toys. And I confess, I'm guilty of that as well. But how do we redirect that, reuse that, 
to invest that time for God and his glory and not ours. So let's take that minute. Let's bow our heads and just begin to think, God, what what can I do with the time you've given me that I'm not already? What can I change in my life to have more opportunity to see people impacted by the time I give? Not out of arrogance or pride, but out of humility and service to love them like Jesus loved us. Dear Lord, we just thank you for the time that we do have together in this season to come together, God, and to worship you, to learn about you, to celebrate together you and each other, God, to lead each other closer to relationship with you, not just to attend God, but hopefully to connect and to encourage each other. Lord, I pray that each day we find time first and foremost for you, for your word, God, and spend time in prayer with you. It's really hard to get to know somebody if you don't spend time with them. And so God, never let us forsake that. That time that we have is free people with you. God, help us in our lives each day, God, to not be so busy, not so focused on all the things that we have going on, all the meetings and all the all the work that we have to do or got to get here and then go there and I got to do this and pick up groceries and pick up the kids. God, let us look for opportunities, God, to see people who are in need, people who need to know that they're loved, that they're appreciated. God, help us to be wise with the time you've given us, God, to spend it with our families. And to ensure that they know that they're loved and that they're more important than anything else in our world and that those relationships to us matter and that those relationships will impact other relationships and those relationships will continue to impact others as we invest our time and to our sons and our daughters and to our spouses. God, help us to love you. Your mercies are new each, each morning. And God, I just thank you that you continue to love us as you do. God, help us to be generous with our time. To be wise, but be generous. To look for opportunities to lead people to you, to give you glory in all that we do, God, and that through it all, your name will be lifted high. 
God, we thank you for that. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks for letting me speak to you this morning. If you go ahead and stand up, just a few reminders. If you're not in a life group, we'd love for you to get in a life group. It's a great way to get connected. It's a great way to serve. It's a great way to also find out about needs that you can also fill sometimes. And again, thanks for being here this morning. You guys have a great, blessed week. We'll see you next Sunday. Take care. God bless.